Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, January 11th, 542 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. March corn futures up three at 658. March soybeans up nine and a quarter at 1494 and a quarter. March Chicago wheat up one at 732. March Kansas City wheat down a half cent at 811 and a quarter. March spring wheat down one and three quarters at 892 and three quarters. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. Ratings and reviews, very much welcome and appreciated. If you're watching on YouTube, guys, subscribe to the channel, hit the like button, drop me a comment. All of those things will help YouTube to help me to grow this channel. If you'd like some additional information from me, visit my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Morning email goes out about 5.30 a.m. Central. In that email, you'll see every overnight headline you need to be aware of. Charts, graphics, weather information, all of my grain marketing recommendations. My daily subscriber-only videos are part of this deal. In regard to these videos, I've got some contributors that are helping me out with this stuff as of late. Uh, Brian Split and Matt Bennett from agmarket.net are kind of helping me out on the market side. And then when it comes to farm budgeting, uh, all of that stuff, Chris Barron and Shay Folk from AgView Solutions are helping me out. So you're getting uh, premium content from a lot of really, really great sources. Uh, these guys are some of the best in the business as far as I'm concerned, and they're helping me out uh, with these videos. So an added value in regard to the premium stuff. Also in regard to the YouTube and, and podcast, these guys are helping me out every once in a while. Um, we did a video yesterday, uh, Chris Barron and myself, old crop, uh, old crop grain. We talk mostly corn and soybeans to sell or not to sell. And we didn't really talk about like price direction. We more so talked about the uh, implication of higher interest rates as it regard as it relates to storing grain. It's really a big obstacle. Um, if you don't get that big move higher in regard to flat price, uh, storing grain can be really expensive now in this higher interest rate environment. That's a situation we haven't dealt with for 15 years. If you guys are interested in this sort of content, sign up today, 50 bucks a month, cancel at any time. Uh, no other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else, I promise. Brazil is shipping corn to China. So just last year, China expanded its list of approved Brazilian corn export facilities, which kind of paved the way for what some believe will be a shift in global trade flows, at least to some extent. So in the past, China had never really imported any material amount of corn from Brazil due to strict inspection requirements. Some believe that this move came as a result of the Ukraine-Russia war. China was an importer of some Ukrainian corn uh, prior to the war. Brazilian trade group ANEC estimates that the country has already booked shipments of more than 1 million metric tons of corn to China in January. Brazilian corn has been competitive versus U.S. corn on the export market up until recently. Chinese purchases of U.S. corn are down like 70% versus the same period last year. So this is a potential issue for the U.S. export program moving forward. I mean, it doesn't add corn to the global balance sheet necessarily. Um, maybe we'll see some business from other countries that, that maybe would have bought corn from Brazil. But um, we're losing some Chinese business here uh, the way that it looks. You've got a, a whole bunch of USDA reports coming out tomorrow, tomorrow morning, uh, Thursday at 11 a.m. Central Time. you got the monthly crop production and WASD reports in addition to quarterly grain stocks, winter wheat seedings, whole bunch of data out tomorrow at 11. 
Traders estimate that December 1st, U.S. corn stocks are down 4.2% versus the same period last year. Soybean stocks expected to be down about six-tenths of a percentage point versus the same period last year. Wheat stocks expected to be down 2.5%. So as of December 1st, you should see lower stocks versus last year. When you look at the South American uh, production estimates, traders generally expect lower Argentina production estimates and larger Brazilian production estimates when it comes to corn and soybeans. Uh, no big surprise there. When it comes to U.S. ending stocks for the current marketing year, traders generally expecting higher numbers across the board for corn, soybeans, and wheat, likely due to downward demand revisions. So that report is out tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Central Time. Be prepared uh, for some volatility around that time. Got some rain on the radar over Argentina this morning. Uh, through the weekend, some key corn and soybean areas in Argentina could see up to two inches of rain in total, although most areas are slated to see less. Uh, this map on my screen here is the Euro model through the 20th. So you're going to see some areas that do well, but other areas will not do as well. Some areas might see nothing. When you look at the extended models like the GFS, which runs out a little bit further, uh, the GFS is indicating a more widespread rain, better coverage through the end of the month. Now you are seeing analysts cut their Argentina crop estimates amid the drought. Well-followed crop scout uh, Dr. Michael Cordonier pegged the crop at 41 million metric tons this week, which is about the lowest estimate I've seen among the uh, well-followed groups or analysts. I've heard some whisper numbers uh, below that. USDA most recently estimated Argentina soybean crop at 49 and a half. That number uh, is likely to come down tomorrow morning. Uh, I think the trade's looking for like 46 and a half or some, something along those lines. So USDA may be kind of conservative with their uh, production cut when it comes to Argentina. India may harvest a record wheat crop. Traders cited by Reuters estimate the crop at 112 million metric tons. Uh, last year, they were 1095, according to USDA. USDA is currently projecting this year's Indian wheat crop at 103, so there's a big discrepancy here. Uh, USDA's India attache office pegged the crop at just 100 million metric tons in late December. One trader in India told Reuters this. This year, production could rise to 112 million metric tons because of the higher area and favorable weather. There seems to be some conflict here between the traders in India and USDA. Uh, USDA's India attache office actually addressed this in a report uh, from late December. They said this, the continued surge in the domestic prices strongly suggest a tighter 22-23 harvest than expected from the government's optimistic fourth advance estimate of 106.8. So they're outright saying they believe um, that these sources in India are too high. Wheat harvest in India typically occurs uh, March, April, May. The wheat grown in India is kind of similar to like a U.S. hard white wheat. India typically uses almost all of the wheat that it produces domestically, but they're the world's largest, or I'm sorry, second largest consumer of wheat and third largest producer. Uh, so this is a big deal potentially. The West is preparing fresh sanctions on the Russian oil industry. The U.S. and its allies will seek to cap the uh, sales price of Russian exports of refined petroleum products. Some people believe this could result in tighter global supplies. Uh, the new set of sanctions set to go into effect on February 5th. This, of course, follows last month's move to cap the price of Russian crude exports. Now, crude oil is very firmly in bear market territory the way it appears to me. I've got a weekly continuation chart of the WTI on my screen here. Uh, we've trended lower really since June, I guess you could argue. Um, I saw two different headlines this morning. Barclays says that uh, there's another 15 to $25 barrel per barrel of downside in the crude market if manufacturing activity continues to slow and then analysts at goldman sachs said that they believe opec pricing power will limit downside risks so as always you've got differing opinions here that's what makes a market but 
Uh, this looks like a bear market to me, at least for the moment. Fed Chair Jerome Powell spoke in Sweden yesterday. Powell maintained a generally hawkish stance, indicating that price stability will require difficult decisions regarding interest rates. Powell said this, Price stability is the bedrock of a healthy economy and provides the public with immeasurable benefits over time. But restoring price stability when inflation is high can require measures that are not popular in the short term as we raise interest rates to slow the economy. The absence of direct political control over our decisions allows us to take these necessary measures without considering short-term political factors. Uh, they didn't really, or Paul at least, did not really provide very much in regard to uh, direction when it comes to policy. There's no Fed meeting this month um, in February. It's like the first or second day of February. They'll have their next interest rate announcement. Traders generally expect a quarter point hike to the Fed fund rate in early February following four consecutive three-quarter point hikes and then one half point hike. If you look at uh, what Fed members believe will happen when it comes to interest rates, um, they think that sometime at like uh, in 2023, rates are going to peak and that the Fed fund rate will peak at like five and an eighth somewhere in that neighborhood. And then we may move lower into 2024, 2025 longer term. So uh, general idea here, interest rates go up maybe another percentage point, at least in regard to the Fed fund rate. And then uh, we start to back off. And that's all assuming, of course, that inflation is under control and uh, things start to normalize. Cattle market was uh, mixed to higher yesterday. Um, not an overly exciting trade. Uh, the U.S. dollar is about flat this morning. The stock market's up uh, just marginally. The S&P's up nine. The Dow Jones up 60. Gold's up 12 bucks. Crude oil up 33 cents at 75.44 in the February WTI. Have a great day, guys. I'll talk to you Thursday.